Jesus Christ. The majority of the body, and, and, or a good portion of the body, has no real revelation into Jesus Christ. They know about him. They men mentally assent that he is, you know, he is Lord and Savior. And they know that they're not, uh, they feel like I'm born again, I'm not going to go to hell. But having a revelation in Jesus Christ goes much deeper than that. It goes much deeper than the fact that that I'm not going to, that because I'm born again, I'm saved. I'm saved from, we always think that I'm saved from hell. I'm saved from dying and, and going to hell. And that's where it ends. But if you have a revelation of Jesus Christ, you find yourself new. You find yourself, as the scripture says, over in John chapter 4, uh, I believe it's verse 18. It says, Let's, let's go there. Let's look at it. In John chapter 4, verse 18. Uh, it's important for us to begin to see ourselves the way that he sees us. He made us to be a certain way. Okay? First uh, John chapter 4. I apologize. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4, verse. Let's look at, go to 17 first, okay? And then we read 17 and 18. Are you ready? All right, John chap first John chapter 4, verse 17. It says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Watch this. That we may have boldness when we're standing before the Lord. That we have a boldness. Knowing what? That, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we when we get to heaven. Huh? Somebody should be yelling at me. Yell at me, Miss. Yeah. It says, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we when we get there. No, right now. So are we on the day we were born again. We were made like him. We have got to begin to see ourselves. And one of the reasons that we don't grow is because we don't understand and see this. Herein is our love made perfect, complete. Herein is our love made complete, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, when I'm standing before him, I'm going to see myself the way he sees me, as he is. But so are we in this world. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So how do we see ourselves? We need to be brought to the level where we begin to see ourselves the way we see, see him. See, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of this world, is not like the kingdom of God. They're not the same. You see, God had uh, his, his heart set up on a system, on his system in this world, in the beginning. A universe of his creating, right, which should be, should be headed up in Jesus Christ. 
a universe in which Jesus was the head of. Remember God the Father? Watch this now. God the Word and God the Holy Spirit. He wanted the universe set up what? How? In the Word. In what he said to be true. In what was true. In what his reality was. That we would live in, 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 the, in, in the world was full of peace and full of love. And I mean, we were obedient to God and we walked in this world as children. In his presence. That's what he wanted from the foundation of the world. Turn over to Colossians chapter 1 and let's look at verses 16 and 17. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Hallelujah. For, watch this now. This says it all right here. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or, or, or powers. Watch this now. All things were created by him and for him. Who's the him? Jesus. All things were created by him and for him, verse 17, go ahead. Watch this now. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Listen, folks, aren't you glad you're in Jesus Christ? He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning, and he is the end. It said in the beginning all things were created by him and for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you read before that, it's, it makes it clear that he's talking about Jesus. I mean, we can go back up to verse 13 and read on down. Matter of fact, we probably should do that to make it clear. Because, I, you know, I believe in reading and preaching pretext, post, uh, pretext, text, and post-text. Wow. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What did verse 13 says? Who have delivered us from the power of darkness? Who delivered us? Amen. And have translated us. Ooh. God delivered us through his son. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now read verse 14. In whom, in whom we have our redemption. In whom, and his son, in whom we have our redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God? Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Aren't you glad this morning? The firstborn of every creature. The firstborn of every creature. Amen? He's the firstborn. Verse 16. We'll read it again. The firstborn of, of every creature, right? For by him were all things created that are in heaven, 
that are in earth, invisible and visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him. All things were created by him, and all things were created for him and created for him. The next verse, and he says here, well, oh, this is just so good. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Amen? I'm getting ready here soon. We're going to be doing it on Bible study anyway. We're going to be talking about the cross, about how important the cross is to us every day. Most people say, well, the cross, what are you talking about the cross for? Because he ain't on the cross no more. Okay, well, you stay there. Because the cross is important today. Your life needs to come in connection to the cross. I'm here to tell you. In other words, uh, Paul's like when Paul says, I die daily, you need to come into the recognition. You need to begin to realize that you need to die to yourself. And you need to come alive into the risen Savior. Amen? That you need to put that old soul man to death. And it needs to be revitalized and made alive by Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's keep going. I want to get into that. I'll get too deep in the band. We'll be all down there somewhere. But in, 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 in light of what God had planned, Satan working through man's flesh, through the flesh of men, set up his own rival system. All right? And in the scriptures, does anybody know what that rival si system is called? It's called the world system. It's called the world system. That's what Satan's system is. It's the world system. In other words, man became subject to his flesh. He became carnal. When you think of world system, when you think of carnal, when you think of flesh, it's all the same thing. Man became subject to his flesh. And see, Satan understood once man became a slave to his own flesh, then Satan knew he could dominate men because no flesh can stand up against anything spiritual. The realm of the spirit is always going to be stronger than the realm of the flesh. That's why we need the kingdom of the living God on the inside of us. That we need the spirit of the living God on us, on the inside of us, so that we can be ruled from the kingdom of the living God and not controlled by our flesh or this world system or Satan's system. Is this making sense this morning? Amen. We don't want to be controlled by our, our flesh. Amen. So, so now Satan sets up this system in which where man is involved and where he dominates. Satan dominates. Turn over to John chapter 12, and we're going to look at verses 30 and 32. Amen. John chapter 12, verses 30 and, and 32. Thank you, Jesus, for being such a great Savior. And Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sake. In verse 32. Uh, 30, I'm sorry, I said 30, 30, uh, you know, 30, 31, and 32. I'm sorry. Verse 31 says, Now is the judgment of this world. Ooh, look at this. Look at the next one. Look at the rest of it. Now is the judgment of this world. 
Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. Verse 32. And if I, and I rather, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Let me ask you a question. I want you to think about this. What else is there to lift up before men that would save them? Is it the law? No. It's Jesus. In law, and that the law, the scripture says, was weak through the flesh. But in Christ Jesus, we're made strong. He's buried our old man, as it says in Romans chapter 6, verse 6. He's buried our old man, and he's made us alive. In other words, Scripture says we were buried with him in baptism, but we have risen with him in the newness of life. Amen? So now we have the life of Christ available to us. I say available to us because our minds have to be renewed to this so that we can begin to live out this salvation or this God quality of life. Amen? Oh, my. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In Satan's hands, the first creation had become, uh, the, it's the old creation, and now God's concern is no longer with the old creation. He's not concerned about the old cre creation. He's concerned with what he's provided for us through his son. Amen? In other words, I've taken you out of that old system. Now your kingdom is not in that earth. It's not in this world system. You now live in my kingdom. You're now ruled by my rules. You're now ruled by my power. Hallelujah. By my direction, by my Holy Spirit. And if you, if, if you would live and walk according to my commandments, then you won't have to worry about man's commandments because you'll always supersede them. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Unless you got to, hallelujah. Hallelujah, I'll just keep going. All right? So he, he, he is bringing in a new creation, a new kingdom, a new world, and nothing of the old creation, not anything of the old creation. The old kingdom or the old world, or any part of it can be transferred to the new kingdom. There's nothing of the old creation that can be transferred to the new creation, to the new kingdom. We live in the kingdom of the Most High God. Even though we are physically here, we are spiritually in the new kingdom. You have to begin to see yourself in the new kingdom. That's how you can talk to your body and say, nobody, no, I live in the new kingdom. So this old body of death, this body of death will not die because I have the living Savior on the inside of me. I, have the, I am in the kingdom of the living God, and he will determine... When it is time for me to go home. But I don't need to go home sick. And I don't need to go home beat up. And I don't need to go home dragged through the mud. And listen, I don't have to make those kind of sacrifices. Jesus made that sacrifice for me. He made that sacrifice for me. So whenever I'm going through these things, I can look unto the hills. I can look into my Savior for where comes my health and my strength. I can look to the kingdom life, the supernatural life. Not the life, the old man that I've been buried in, that I've been taken away from, but the new life that I've been brought to. 
in Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Do you believe it this morning? Ah. Well, Pastor, but I went through that. I don't care what you went through. Jesus carried it all. Get to know him as he is and get to know who you are as he has made you to be. And you fight that good fight. It's called the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. But as one minister said, you can only have faith where the will of God is known. Well, you need to find out what the will of God is. Don't get on your knees and ask him, Lord, what is your will? He's saying, I've given you my will. Hunger and thirst after righteousness, and I will fill you with my will, with my word. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul left no doubt about whether or not he left no doubt about these two realms, the old man and the new man, or the old kingdom and the new kingdom. Look over at Colossians chapter 1 again, and let's look at verses 12 and 13. We read 13. Let's look at verse 12. He tells us which one is ours, which realm we belong on. Verse 12 says, Give thanks unto the Father, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet. Made us meet. What do you mean, meet? What does that mean, Pastor? Qualified. It made us qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. That is the new kingdom. And the next verse says. And he has delivered us, who have delivered us, from the old kingdom, from the power of darkness. And he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Man, I'm going to tell you something. You, you, you get this, and it becomes your reality. You'll shout. You may be by yourself. You may be in your car. You may be in the bathroom. You may be in a crowded place, and you may just say, oh, Glory! This is the reality of where you live today. Oh, my, 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 my. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In order to bring us into the new kingdom, God had to, he had to do something new in us. He had to make us new creations. He had to change us. Unless we are made new, we can never come into the new realm. We'd never fit into the new realm. Go over to John chapter 3, and let's look at uh, what Jesus said to Nicodemus. I'll start at, we'll start at verse 1, and we're going to read down to verse 6. Ha, glory. Whew. There was a man, a Pharisee, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are, or thou art a teacher from God, for no man can do these miracles that you've done, or that you do it, except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? 
can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be and be born? <laughs> Mind you, this was a <laughs> the teacher. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, or surely, surely, or anyway, I say unto you, uh, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, let's be clear about something. He said, except a man be born of the Spirit, he be born of water. I hate to disappoint, but this is not talking about water baptism here. Let's keep going, and I'll show you. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That's the water. That's the water sack that you come through. That's the flesh. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. There's two deaths. There's a natural birth, and the, I mean two, there's two deaths too. But there's a natural, there's the uh, the natural birth, and then there's the supernatural birth. When you receive Jesus, and He imparts His life into you, Hallelujah. That which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. And then let's turn over to. Uh, the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to read verse 50. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 50. Now this I say brethren. That flesh and blood. Cannot enter. I mean cannot inherit. Thank you. Inherit the kingdom of God. Isn't this good? Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Because your flesh and your blood is corruption. You understand that? So we got so Jesus God had to take care of this flesh issue. He had to make you anew. You were ruled by your flesh, and now He's put His Spirit on the inside of you so that you can be, He can be made qualified. Be made qualified to be a partaker of the saints in light. Amen? Everybody say, I'm qualified. Oh, you don't sound like you believe it. Say, I'm qualified. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Is this helping anybody? It's helping me because flesh will always be flesh. And our fitness for the kingdom is determined by which creation that we're part of, that we belong to. Old, then we'll be a partaker of the old. If we're in the new kingdom, then we partake of the new kingdom. That's what makes us fit. Our, I mean, our fitness, are we born again? That which is spirit is spirit. Is this making sense to you today? Are we born of the flesh or are we born of the spirit? I'm born of the spirit. Our suitability for the, for the realm, uh, for, that, for the new realm, hinges on whether we see ourselves as sinners or saints. Sinners is the what realm? Old realm. Saints is the new realm. I'm a saint. I'm a saint. Not because I did everything right, but because I received the life of Christ Based on his sacrifice, 
based on his obedience to the law, based on his resurrection. His resurrection declares that I have died with him. I've been buried with him. His resurrection invites me in to be risen with him into the newness of life. Oh, man, that is good to me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. This is why you see things turning around in your life. The more you begin to believe, you should see some change. You should see some doors opening. You should see some lights coming on. But Pastor, nothing's changing. Okay, well, let's just keep digging into his word. Hallelujah. Find the word that's going to turn your heart. That's going to renew your mind into the reality, into the glory of God, his view and his opinion and his reality. Woo, hallelujah. The question never comes down with us anymore to good or bad, but it comes down to flesh or spirit. Are you flesh or are you spirit? Are you flesh or are you spirit? Are you living in the spirit? That which is flesh is flesh. And that which is flesh is flesh, and it's never going to be anything else. Never going to be anything else. That which is uh, of, the old, uh, of the old creation can never pass over into the new creation. Let me say this to you. Some of people have natural gifts. There are some people, you can, I don't want to just pick athletes. I'm talking about people who come up with inventions and ideas. They have all these wonderful natural gifts. They, they can be natural leadership. They have all these natural things. And they happen in the realm of the flesh. All these gifts that they have, all these things working for them in the realm of the flesh. But until that, those gifts have been purified by the cross, it amounts to nothing. He won't take them away. He'll bury those. And he'll give them to you sharpened and purified and full of power and full of might and full of ability, full of grace. Hallelujah. He'll enhance them. And you'll never make them greater than he is. That means you'll never, you'll never make yourself, you will never make yourself greater than he is. Those gifts that you have naturally, they have to be refined. All of your old man is dead. I don't care what it is. But God will take those gifts and he'll refine them and purify them in the realm of the spirit. Grace, the grace of God. What is God's grace? His strength, his ability, and his capacity. Sharpening those things. Refining them and making them better. Hallelujah. Bringing glory. Remember, before you would go into the atmosphere and people would look at you because of what you know. Now they look at you because of who you are. Because you now carry the presence of the Most High God on top of those gifts. You are an atmosphere changer for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Boy, I'm going to tell you, it don't get no better than that. Amen? Oh, boy. Y'all hear this all the time. And until you get it, you're going to hear it again. And I believe we're getting it because I see lives changing. Amen? That which is of the old creation 
can never pass over to the new creation. God, from the beginning, before the foundation of the world, wanted to have us for himself, but he couldn't bring us in as we were. He couldn't bring us into what he had purpose for us. So he did it with us by the cross of Christ. Oh, man, I, I'm telling you, I can't wait to get to that. I can't do it today. And I'm going to start it on Bible study, the cross of Christ, because I want you to understand how important that is to us. All right? He did it by the cross of Christ. Amen? And then by resurrection, he provided a new life for us. By resurrection. We'll probably go to this verse every week. I'm going to go to it again. 2 Corinthians 5.17. By resurrection, he provided for us a new life. He was dead. He was in the grave. Hallelujah. And it was his own faith that caused him to, raise up, to rise again because he trusted what the Father said and who the Father was. And what his mission and his purpose was. He was obedient to it. But he trusted the Father. It still took his own faith to rise, raise him from the dead. The same way it takes our faith in him to raise us from the dead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Everybody say, I'm new. I have the new life. I have the kingdom life. I'm not of this world. I'm of the kingdom of the living God. I have his life on the inside of me. I have his nature as he is. So am I in this world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Understanding now that we are, the, we are new creatures with a new nature, we can now begin this journey. You can start this journey. This is a journey. That we need to look into every day, my sister. Every day we need to look into this journey. We ought to be taking steps along that line. That means we need to have our minds stayed on him. That means, these, that means that we need to be competent in the things that God has said that we didn't need to know what he says. That means I need to study. That means I need to spend time in his word. And with that, I want you to share the things that you got. Amen. That means that we need to study, that we need to have his word before us every day. That means we need to read his word as though he's talking to me alone. Because you are not going to heaven for somebody else, and you're not going to go to hell for somebody else. It is you who got to stand before the Father. It is you that has to accept this new life in order for your life to change. Does that make sense? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're taking a journey into the new kingdom and the new world. 
The cross was the means that God used to bring an end to old things by setting aside our old man, the way we used to be, the way we were. He set it aside. Amen? The resurrection was the means that he imparted to us everything that's necessary for our life in this world. Romans chapter 6, verses 4 through 7. Romans 6, verses 4 through 7. Now, if you're recording or you're writing down, if you want this, I'm going to leave you with a phrase. We're going to read Romans verse, chapter 6, verses 4 through 7 first. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism. Everybody say, I've been buried. Unto death, like uh, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Everybody say, I have the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness <laughs> of his resurrection. Everybody say, I have new life. I have kingdom life. Knowing this, that an old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. We shall not serve sin. Verse 7. For he that is dead is free from sin. Say, I'm dead to my flesh, and I'm alive. Unto my spirit. Hallelujah. We have been regenerated. You know, regeneration. I'm going to read this to you. You can write it down. You can get it off the you know, recording or whatever. But this is important. You need to know what regeneration is. Amen. And regeneration, the life of Christ planted in us by the Holy Spirit at our new birth. It means that the new life grows and becomes manifest progressively in us until the very likeness of Christ begins to produce in our lives. I'll write this down separately, and I'll make sure I give it to you each and every, because you want this. I'll make sure everybody gets it. Amen? You want this. You want to, This tells the whole story right here. You want to read it again? You got it. Amen? The life of Christ planted in us by the Holy Spirit at our new birth. It means that the new life grows and becomes manifest progressively in us until the very likeness of Christ begins to produce in our lives. Last verse, Galatians 4.19. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians 4.19. Thank you, Jesus. My little children, Paul says here, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ, look at this, until Christ, say it with me, be formed in us until Christ be formed in you. Christ is being formed in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.